What a night for the Grizzlies. They seem like they're for real. An unreal ending, a choke by the Denver Nuggets. And the only thing Devin Booker hates more than double teaming in a pickup game are mascots in an empty arena. We'll talk about it all right now on the Locked On NBA podcast. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yeah, baby. Wednesday, Locked On NBA. What a fun Tuesday night in the association. We always get the fun games. Jake Madison and I, John Corrales, uh, to the point where Nick Angstead, Locked On uh, NBA, Locked On Mavericks, and Locked On NBA Channel Coordinator, bemoaned our good fortune, Jake on the uh on, on the twitter machine but we got great games by the way that's jake madison host of lockdown pelicans i'm john corrales host of uh lockdown celtics what a night for us what a night for you what a night for everybody this was fun we hadn't had kind of like one of these nights where every game was really intriguing for the most part you had game winners you had great plays you had like a lot of hilarity in there too like there were a lot of just funny things that happened in this one like i don't know i dug it this is like a great tuesday night in the nba yeah, Tuesdays, you know, there's no worse day of the week. Tuesday's a nothing day of the week. But Tuesday night in the NBA really spiced it up. By the way, thank you for making Lockdown NBA your first listen every day. Lockdown NBA, available everywhere podcasts exist. Also on YouTube, follow Jake on Twitter at Nola Jake. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Corrales. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com. Use the promo code NBA or go to the App Store. Download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy jake the memphis grizzlies are good they are good the memphis grizzlies beat the golden state warriors 116 108 in the game that everybody is talking about like they they've been on a run this is their 10th win in a row this is their 20th win in 24 games and all of a sudden it's like this buzz has been building it's almost like the earthquakes before the volcano erupts. And today, who baby, it erupted after this win. John Morant going off 29 points, eight assists, a uh, couple of blocks, big finish down the stretch. Grizzlies just taking a punch from the Golden State Warriors and answering back, winning at home. What a huge, huge win the Memphis Grizzlies have arrived. So you, I think you, you just mentioned the biggest point, and I know we'll talk right now about this Grizzlies team. Are they for real or not? But Golden State's known for going on these third quarter runs, and they just kind of swing hard. They knock you down, and you never recover from those third quarter streaks they go on. And Golden State did it here. They put up 39 points in the third quarter. They looked like, okay, they've swung this game. They're doing what they normally do. And then the Grizz took it on the chin, came back, and won the game they did they handled that run that we all know was coming right better than probably any team i've seen in a really long time against the golden state warriors that was the most impressive part to me yeah that and and this is the question here and let, let's just fold this in here because it's all part of the discussion we do real or fake every week we usually save it for the third segment but we got to do it now because this is the question now that everybody is asking real or fake the memphis grizzlies are an actual true Western conference contender here. And why I bring it up now is if you're going to be a contender, that's what you got to do. 
That third quarter run that the Warriors had, now granted, no Draymond Green, and that is a huge, huge factor here. But still, you got Steph, you got Clay. they're working Clay back in. If you're on the Warrior side, you say, look, no Dre, Clay is not him, you know, 100% yet. Don't worry about this. We got the Grizzlies. But you still have this, this mythical kind of Steph's here, Clay's here, the Warriors are here. There's, the Grizzlies are still a young team. This is when you're supposed to lose your composure, but they didn't. And if if we're going to say, if we're going to tackle this question of real or fake, Memphis being a true contender, I think that's exhibit A. That run that they stopped and that they came back and that Ja was able to close this down the stretch and those young guys were able to close it down the stretch tells you that, no, this is real. That Memphis is real. Yeah, I'm with you. I actually, I, you know, I, first w- when you proposed this question, I was like, okay, let me find reasons why they're not a contender. I thought that might be easier to do. Th- there's not a ton of reasons why they're not a contender, to be perfectly honest. Like, th- they're just a really good basketball team, right? It, it, look at look at kind of the resume they have. One, they've got the star player, a superstar player in John ja Morant, right? This dude is awesome that block he had against the lakers is one of the coolest things i've seen in oh my a really God. long time with oh how high God. he got up that's <laughs> so awesome i'm still like freaking out about it right they're good defensively too they're top 10 in the nba in defense they seem well coached they've got some depth there too right it doesn't always play the best and that might be the one thing that holds them back desmond bain struggled in this game when they were double teaming john Morant a lot but jaron jackson jr is able to hold it down for them you've got brandon clark who's playing like he did his rookie year again desmond bain's normally good too there's some depth there there's a lot of talent and look at the teams they've beaten right they've now beaten the warriors twice they They've beaten the Suns, the Jazz, the Nets, the Heat, the Sixers, the Cavs twice, the Nuggets twice, the Mavericks, the Raptors, and the Lakers three times. I don't know what more of a resume you need than basically beating every top team, more or less, in in the NBA at this point. They've won without John Morant. What, they were 10-2 and two without him or something like yep. that? Like, There's yeah. nothing here that screams fluke at this point to me. No, no. And, you, you know, maybe earlier in the season – and and that's why that's why we're talking about this now right in mid January because we've i think a collective we in the NBA in the NBA, NBA sphere have said all right let's hold off on this grizzlies we've seen them go up we've seen them go down and all that stuff and and now it's like all right all right like beating the warriors was like the the capper here in the okay so i said that before they're they're 20 and 4 in their last 24 games that spans back to just after Thanksgiving. So this is a big sample size in the NBA. In that span, they have the third best offensive rating at 114.7 points per 100 possessions, and they are number one in the NBA in defense. So number three in offense, number one in defense, and a 12.9 net rating is easily, easily number one over that stretch. That's that's a big sample size. You've got contributions coming from everywhere. You What you have here is a superstar player who, by the way, can I just say this? Side note, John Morant just looks like he's having so much fun out there. And let's not discount how important it is for a guy to be out there just playing loose and having fun. Like, he's out there. He's just smiling. He's joking with the refs. 
He's having like he's having a good old time. Two, 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 which I kind of like, right? Like he stared down that little kid in the Warriors jersey yeah. after the end one, which is kind of great. Like he's a little bit of a heel. Like kind of yeah. His comments kind of after he was like, "You're you're in here in Memphis wearing a Warrior shirt, and you want me to come over and high five you? <laughs> Hell no!" And then he said he would mail the kid a jersey so the kid can wear that next time, which I yeah. think is great. But like I kind of like that little bit of an edge to him too, right? Like th- totally. that's something totally. there. Yep. He's, he's, he's got, he's got it. He's got it right. Like afterwards, he tweets out a thing like, you know, uh, like a movie clip about being like from Memphis uh, with some language that I'm not going to repeat on here. Uh, but <laughs> like, but you know what? Look, what if, what do fans want? What are, what do fans, especially in a city like Memphis, small market, they want a player to come in and buy in. And he seems all in on memphis all in like he looks like he loves that would, city would it be nice having your I, your star player be all, all, all in <laughs> i'm sorry i why for a moment i momentarily i forgot who i was talking to but but seriously but no right but honestly you have you have absolutely the, the perfect yeah, perspective because having it's that perfect. attitude it's perfect. Is, this dude is awesome 100%. He, he, he's impossible not to like i guess unless your team is playing him this is like i, I don't know it, it, as you said he's got it i'm hearing it covering a division rival team and i'm like this dude is the best like yeah. that tells you what you need to know right it's he's he really is like so he's still you know he's still a young guy he still has some flaws in his game and i still hold my breath sometimes when he jumps and i'm like oh please land you know, like there's, there's that, but, but he's got, he's got a, a certain thing that you want your superstars to have. I think he's, he's elevating himself into that range. Sometimes literally the way he jumps, elevating himself into that range. So yeah, I think you, you can't discount the Memphis Grizzlies I and, and they're rising in the standings. They are a real contender and they have the same sort of chemistry type thing that pushes them that kind of like the Phoenix Suns do with a different dynamic, of course, because they don't have the, the Chris Paul element, but the pieces fit, the attitude is right, the city's behind them, everything's just, they're just all buying in, the energy is great, it was awesome. And, and we can throw away, you know, again, from the Golden State perspective, they're not they're not sweating this loss so much, right? If you're from Golden State, you don't sweat this because Draymond is so damn important to their team. Steph's in a slump too, and he wasn't yeah. playing like himself. Like his shooting's a little bit off. Yeah, so I'm not worried about this at all. Like I'm not sitting there saying like, "Ooh, Golden State, what's wrong with it?" Like, no, Golden State's fine. Just Memphis has now taken the NBA by storm, and good for them. I'm happy for them. So oh, I think we're both on the real, real Memphis. They're they're contenders. All right, plenty of other NBA action, but before we get into the break, oh my dear God, Chicago Bulls, what did you do to the poor Detroit Pistons? <laughs> 133 to 87. This was a nine-point game at halftime, Jake. The Pistons lost it by didn't stay that way. 46. This is the biggest win ever by a Chicago team over the Detroit Pistons. Somewhere, Michael Jordan is lighting up a cigar in celebration of the Bulls trouncing the Pistons like this. Uh, Chicago's outscored 72-35 in the second half and outscored in the entire third quarter by Nikola Vucevic, 16-14. Kind of all you need to know. We're not going to get into any more analysis. Follow <laughs> Locked On Bulls and Locked On Pistons. Uh, poor Kuka Hill. <laughs> <laughs> my Pistons podcast is going to be just this 
sad sadness, but check them out. All right, we're going to come back with more of the night, including the Denver Nuggets blowing a 25-point lead to the Clippers. First, let's talk about prize picks, which is daily fantasy made easy. If you have not checked out prize picks, then you are absolutely missing out. Uh, It is the best NBA daily fantasy prop game on the market. So cool to check out. Uh, you, You scroll through, you pick the players, you can pick stars, you can pick role players, you can pick the guys at the end of the bench, and you pick over-unders on points or rebounds or threes, whatever. You can pick the points, you can pick you can pick the over-unders, and it's just you against the stats. You pick two to five players, and it's not you're not going up against pros, guys with like 20 computers and all of that stuff. It's, you always lose those games. Use the promo code NBA. You'll get a 100% instant match on your first deposit up to $100. Prize picks allows mixed sport entries. So if you have a football team that you like, you want to pick an over-under on, mix it with a basketball team, mix it with a hockey team, go for it. It's all there. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Or go to prizepicks.com right now. Use the promo code NBA. Get to your App Store. Download the app. Do it. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. If you're not playing prize picks, I'm telling you, you honestly do not know what you are missing. Thank you for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. How about making Locked On now your second listen every day? After every game, we all get a couple minutes on camera and we say our our thing from uh, our games and then we send it in. They put it into a podcast called Locked On Now. So, And it's on this Locked On NBA YouTube feed or wherever you get your podcast is a real great way to get a recap of the night from both sides. So check that out. All right. Uh, Denver Nuggets capped the night, and hey, look. I oh, my been- God, man. I thought I was watching a Celtics game. A team up by 25, blowing it late and collapsing in the fourth quarter? That's Boston's playbook, man. That's Boston's line. Stop stealing Boston's lines, uh, Denver. Uh, they were outscored. This was uh, so bad, by the way. Oh, this my God. so bad if you're the Denver Nuggets. I mean, horrible. So the second half, they were outscored, what's this, 59 to 44? Is that right? Uh, they lost 87-85, which is a gross, gross score. Uh, they were up 25, and they blew it. They just, they're they're crushed with injuries and, and COVID and all of that stuff. They're, they're not whole. So th- there's there's still some level of, all right, It's this is not necessarily what they are, but you know, when you have when you have a team down like that, especially early, the Clippers scored 28 points in the first half and they come back to beat you like that. That's a bad loss. It's there's a couple of things, right? Like your point about, you know, no Jamal Murray, no MPJ is really, really important. They're, they're banged up. They're missing their second best player, you know, and third best player. That's going to that's really going to hurt you. But at the same point, like you can't keep getting nothing out of your guards. And that's what they got in this one. Like the uh, Composo, Reed, Green, Rivers and Bones Highland were combined 0 for 19 from the field. Like. That's beyond losing a player or two. That's just some guys are bad and don't give them a lot. Composo does this a lot, particularly in second halves, where he just gives them nothing offensively, right? They have 
they run these bench lineups that just have no one that can pass the ball. And there's no way to kind of like make your rotations in your lineup works with what they have right now. Try and win games. That's why you could start to see this lead get whittled away. Double team Jokic, play him hard and let anyone else beat you. And they just don't have people that can do it. They're what rumored to sign DeMarcus Cousins. And I'm actually really interested in that. <laughs> they need a guard who can pass a lot, but that's a, Big, who, who actually has some like passing skills and can dish out assists. I'm going to be curious to see how he does there because they, they need something with the bench. That's that's where this one was lost. Also, you got like the Reggie Jackson game and Amir Coffee <laughs> game in this one too, which was kind of fun. Like Reggie Jackson put Jokic on a poster. Well, I was just going to say, what, what Reggie did to Jokic was disrespectful. But no, that yeah. was, that's like, yeah, that was, a, that was a big finish. And you're right, but like I don't know, man. I what what are they supposed to do? You you go to your bench, there's nothing. You put your starters in, there's nothing. Like you got, and what do you got, Jamichael Green for? Like Jamichael Green's supposed to give you something. He's he's not, and I, he's not doing anything. It, it's if it's not Jokic or Aaron Gordon, uh, who's it going to be? And and so. It, it shouldn't no, be Composo for 28 minutes when he's playing like that. I, I don't care who it is. Like, I, this okay. is one of those things where he's so, so bad at times. You just got to do a- anything else, and they. Didn't I mean, do that. okay, so you give you give it to to Bones Highland, who was also 0 for five and 0 from 0 for three. Like this is just one of those games where the beginning of it was the the Clippers just looking horrible and. They've they they made adjustments and they had like more more players who could make plays. It, it, I don't think this is that difficult. What, the the Nuggets have no options. They are they're stuck. And you, you what do you do? What do you do? You you can start cutting people. Like I had no problem if they want to start cutting people and and trying to sign other guys. Like what do you do? You. I saw Matt Moore, who's one of our locked on NBA hosts. He's like, you know, get Jeff Teague in here. Like that, they're they're at a point where he's saying Jeff Teague would actually help. That's horrible. That's a horrible spot <laughs> injury wise. When the guy who covers your team most closely says, "Get Jeff Teague in here," like I cry for the Nuggets when they say, "Get Jeff Teague in here." Like that, they, there's there's just nothing. I'm surprised. If anything, if anything, Jake. The fact that the Nuggets are where they are and they haven't had more of these is a testament to how good Jokic has been. And the Jokic, fact that yeah. Jokic almost pulled them out of this and had a three-pointer front rim at the buzzer that would have won this game. If they would have won this game, like that, I would have just given him the MVP now because that this team should be losing everything. They should be like, they, I don't. They shouldn't be beating anybody. They should be like. It's also against a Clippers team that doesn't have Paul George or Kawhi Leonard and is relying on on Reggie Jackson and Amir Coffey here. Like, uh, even if they win this game, there's still some trouble in Denver. But you're right. Like the, the larger part is like, yeah, it's shuffling deck chairs, right? Like that's kind of what they're doing here. No matter who you play, none of the other options are good. You know, so you take minutes away from one, you give minutes to the other guy who's not good, and it's probably going to be the same result, just different players out there at times. All right, let's let's move on from this because Denver Denver's got a whole lot of issues. Listen to Lockdown Nuggets; they they've got this thing covered in a big way. And and sure, coaching decisions certainly could have been could have been different. Maybe that would have saved their game, but whatever. All right, moving on. Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, 
losing to the Washington Wizards 122-118. The Wizards were led by Kyle Kuzma, who had 29 points on 12 of 17 shooting. Nice night for Kuz. Spencer Dinwiddie, 22 points, 7 of 15. Uh, a tightly contested game, but really the story of this game comes at halftime where Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Montrez Harrell, just back uh, out of health and safety, was they got into a fight at halftime and had to be separated and had to have security in the locker room to, uh, to separate. I, I don't know what's going on there. The Wizards started out hot. Things are going down, downhill. Apparently, Harold was upset that KCP didn't pass him, uh, pass him the ball, which, I mean, there couldn't be a more <laughs> Montrez Harold complaint than than that. But like, come on, man. Like, I, I just no no Bradley Beal by the way in this game. He's back in health and safety. So first time was contact tracing. This time I think he might actually have it. I don't know. But the the Wizards th this threatens to be like the Wizards were up. You know, they started the season pretty well and everything was great. This this is starting to like, I feel like starting to pull at the seams a little bit in Washington. Yeah, I, I think a little bit, right? Like it seemed like they were overachieving to start the year. You know, Bradley Beal out now, you know, them back, then out again. Look, Kuzma, Kuzma's been really good. He was really good in this game. He's on a big scoring streak going nine straight games over 20 points, putting up uh, double-doubles very regularly. He's been really excellent for them. But that's about it. This was just kind of like guys wanting theirs when Bradley Beal isn't there to almost like keep them in, in line and be like, cool, there's an absence here. I'm going to try and fill the <laughs> void myself. And it's like two guys wanting to kind of get there. I, I realize they could shoot as much as they want in this and they're upset that they didn't get to it. And it's just like <laughs> the biggest eye roll from me ever. Yeah. Washington 17 and four now in clutch situations, which is, uh, which is pretty good for them still. I mean, they, they're either winning these close games or, or getting, or, or getting blown out, I guess. So, um, yeah, well, you know, we'll see how this, this goes in Washington. The, the whole thing with Beal in Washington is something, if this thing continues to unravel a little bit and, and any of this lingers, it just, everybody's watching to see how this impacts Beal. We're a few weeks away yeah. from the trade deadline and he hasn't done the extension and he's, he's kind of, well, he seems like on the fence. I, I just wonder, I just wonder the, it didn't seem like Beal was going to be part of this trade deadline, but eh, maybe, maybe, maybe he will be. All right, a couple more games. We'll get to those after the break. Phoenix and Toronto played a fun one. Minnesota and New Orleans played a fun one for Jake. We'll talk about that one when we come back. First, let's talk about Built Bar, which is going to help you keep those New Year's resolutions. You know, you know, I know I'm kind of like put on a couple extra over here. I'm going to resolve myself to to get back into the gym when when it's safe to get back into the gym and I'm going to pop some built bars into my gym bag because I know after I work out I'm going to want that 17 grams of protein to help fuel my workouts and those 130 to 150 or 170 calories to not blow out my cardio. If you're trying to keep a New Year's resolution, Throw out those candy bars that we know you've got hidden in those, those junk drawers. Throw some Built Bars in there because they still taste like a candy bar. And do you like Almond Joys? Well, they have a coconut uh, pro, uh, uh, Built Bar that tastes kind of sort of like that. And it's covered in 100% chocolate. And it's going to be a nice, suitable replacement. Whatever you want, different flavor profiles that are all there. If you have a nut allergy, there are plenty of options. If you're starting that keto diet, 
These work, so you can try them out. Use the promo code LOCKED15. LOCKED15 is going to get you 15% off every single time at Built.com. So don't feel like you need to go and stock up for 20 things. Try a mixed box. Figure out what flavors you like. Go back. Stock up then. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off every time at Built.com. Hey, Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue the march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one sport spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year, and they've got a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to get started. So whatever your favorite sport is, football, basketball, hockey, boxing, or your favorite Vegas casino games, those are there too. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. And as you make Locked On NBA your first listen every day, make Locked On Bets your second listen every day. If you're going to throw some money down at Bet Online, listen to Locked On Bets first so they can give you a little bit of guidance. Maybe they can help you win a few extra bucks. Whenever you put your money down, listen to Lockdown Best, hosted by your boy Q. Lee Sterling gives you that expert advice wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Phoenix and Toronto. We'll save your game for last. We'll save the best for last, Jake. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> uh, it was Phoenix and Toronto played a, a fun game. Uh, not, not an entirely like aesthetically pleasing game, but a fun game. Uh, Phoenix taking this 99-95, a matter of Chris Paul making plays down the stretch. No Scotty Barnes, no Gary Trent Jr. Uh, Raps fans didn't seem to be too upset about this one after the game, but, uh, you know, you're you're facing, you're shorthanded, you're facing the the Phoenix Suns, Jake, uh, and you you almost pull this off, and you need Chris Paul, to to take over down the stretch you need deandre uh deandre ayton to to kind of take over down the stretch and okay big deal i think from the toronto side it's like eh, okay nice game lost to the suns yeah look they, they shouldn't be upset about this loss you know they've been streaking a little bit they've been playing much better basketball as they've gotten healthy everyone back and they're kind of showing who they truly are along with Fred Van Vliet playing like an absolute all-star and Phoenix is just deep like you look at Phoenix and it's just where where is the weakness right like guys just step up right no Cam Johnson in this game instead it's Jalen Smith who's grabbing the game ceiling offensive board off of a missed free throw Mm -hmm. that basically seals the game and gives them this win when you have guys that can do all of that, they're just a tough out, right? Like, as you said, Chris Paul making plays, Devin Booker making shots, DeAndre Ayton gobbling up, rebounds, scoring. Every one of their starters scored at least 12 points. It's just a well-rounded team. And if you're a little bit shorthanded to keep it this close against them, I think that's pretty good. Pascal Siakam was good in this one with 22 points. OG Ananobi scored 25. Fred Van Vliet was still good, 21 points. Like, it's just a tough Hard-fought game in front of no crowd, right? You said uh, you're not yeah. sure if Raptors fans are too sad. There were none there, so I don't know if any <laughs> saw, I guess. Um, you know, like, what are you supposed to do? It's an awful situation. You're still dealing with, dealing with some stuff, but you're growing as a team. Like, they're going to be in the playoffs, and they'll be in an annoying out in the first round or whoever it is is going to end up facing them, I think. This is fine. Yeah, yeah. That There's, you know, Fred Van Vliet has established himself. We talked about him. As Dude, a so all-star, good. he's he's really like 
he's he's like the Memphis story is way up here, but the Fred yeah. Van Vliet story is kind of in the top five of recent NBA like storylines here. Fred Van Vliet's been been amazing. Um, they're getting a good contribution from uh, Chris Boucher. Uh, yeah. 13, 13 and 16 off the bench. So, you know, there, this is, this is Toronto. This is a, a, a good organization with a good coach and talent. Just like we look, it follows the kind of like the same through line. You start with Memphis, you talk about Phoenix, you talk about these organizations who know who they are. They know what the hierarchy is. Everybody knows their roles and you've got good coaching. And so when, when you have these, these games where you're shorthanded, yeah, you take, the best team in the NBA, one of the best teams in the NBA, and you take them down to the wire. You're leading down the stretch. You're leading in crunch time. And, okay, so you lose to Chris Paul and Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. Like, that's kind of what you're supposed to do in that situation. But the the Toronto Raptors have proven that they are going to be a a team that nobody wants to face. And they're also climbing in the standings in the East. So they're, they're showing yep. what they're made of. There was one fan, sort of. In the building. They tried and to get every sort of edge that they could to win this game. Devin Booker. I mean, can we just take a minute to just say, come on, Book. So Devin Booker shooting a free throw and like the little five foot six purple headed mascot is on the baseline and jumps, but like not even really like jumping like crazy. He does like one. He makes the free throw. He points out, and he, he he basically gets the refs to boot the mascot. They put the raptor in timeout. They put the mascot put in a timeout in the, in the corner. Come on, book. Like I I love I love this. I thought this on both sides is so <laughs> funny to me, and this is like the kind of little minutia about the NBA that makes it so, like so great. You know, I I can't, I tuned into this one a little late, and then I saw I saw the clip of like Devin Booker being like, "No, get this get this guy out of here," and he's screaming at the mascot, and then he makes he makes the next one, although it was a little bit closer than the first one, and I was like, "Man, that must have been like super annoying." They must have been using like the thunder sticks. He must have had like <laughs> long arms or something. They had a big and inflatable mascot that they had behind one of the baskets in this one that was like taller than the rim one of those like air mascots yeah. huge i thought it was like that doing like the the used car salesman lot kind of like <laughs> wacky guy and then you see it's literally just the guy in the mascot costume and yeah. he jumps maybe three inches off the ground and kind of does a fist pump after devin booker makes it so maybe he was cheering him on and booker is like no screw that like all of this is so ridiculous and i love it uh, I, I understand want, it, right? If it's the the big tall one, but like that, yes. like really, he probably he's ready. He blends into the seats. Come on, uh, now now I'm waiting for the Devin Booker Robin Lopez versus two mascots, uh, the ta table ladders and chairs match. That's the this is the this is the next logical step. Uh, no one hates mascots more than Robin Lopez, and now Devin Booker is going to be on his side. I I should have checked Robin Lopez. I, I would expect Robin Lopez to tweet support for Devin Booker. Oh, he probably did. He he probably saw this and loves this. He is a character and an awesome dude in the NBA. I know, I know, I know. Book laughed about it afterwards, and I didn't see what he said post game. Somebody said he laughed about it post game, but still in that moment, like all, it doesn't matter His what face he said. Is dead serious, in the, man. In His the face moment is like he's pissed. He's pissed. Like, come on. Uh, all right, if you haven't seen that, go check it out. All right, let's let's wrap this up by giving Jake the floor. 
after the uh, New Orleans Pelicans beat the Minnesota Timberwolves 128-125 on a Brandon Ingram buzzer beater. Let's go, Jake! There we go. Uh, man, I'm, I'm happy they won. Made the show a lot more fun to record. Uh, Br- Brandon Ingram's playing a little bit like an all-star right now. You know, the game was tied at uh, 125 after uh, a missed Falcons. You saw uh, D'Angelo Russell race down the court, score tied at 125, 3.6 seconds left. Call a timeout. They, in- they advance the ball, inbound the ball to Jonas Valanciunas, who kicks it out to Brandon Ingram from basically like the tip of the Pelicans wing, the midcourt logo, a deep Steph Curry like three, just nothing but net, just clean, 0.3 seconds left. You know, Minnesota tries, they don't make it. Game winner for New Orleans. Brandon Ingram, since December, has been averaging almost 25 points per game, six rebounds, and six assists, while also shooting 35% from three, 48% from the field, and 84% from the free throw line. They're really good splits. He's a former all-star. He's putting up better numbers than he when he was an all-star. This is the type of shot that probably gets you into the conversation I don't know if he's quite there this year, but he was left off of the fan voting for the first ballot returns, hitting a game winner and now kind of getting some of the spotlight on you in where it's kind of quiet in New Orleans with no Zion and the team not being good. Like this is a big moment for him, I think. And hopefully people start to see how good he's been because he's been an excellent scorer this year. Finished with 33 points on the night in this one. On the flip side, though, man, Anthony Edwards is blossoming as a player for the Minnesota Timberwolves. He scored 20 of his 28 in the fourth, almost won this game for the Timberwolves by himself. If it wasn't for Brandon Ingram coming through clutch, he's turned into a really special player for them. Yeah. Look, Minnesota is, I don't want to say like exactly close, but they're also not that far. Yeah. Right? That's a good way to they're, put it. They're, they're, tough. they're like the Rubik's cube is like, <laughs> You, you you know you've got like four or five like move it's it's there you just gotta make sure you make the right twists and turns they've they've got something you're like oh I think this is it so they they are close they've got they've got good pieces there they've got to figure out the next couple of moves but the growth is there Carl Anthony Towns Anthony Edwards uh, D'Angelo Russell like what do they do how do they have this mix work um, which is great news for them. Um, bad news for teams looking to poach a Carl Anthony Towns, but like the, the more this works, the less likely he's going to be to say, Hey, I want out. Like he's going to stick around. So that's great. You want to see these small market teams figured out, but it's, it's not like it's right there. They got like, no, I'm with you. They're, they're a little bit away. It's nice to see them be a tough team to play that isn't going to just roll over. They've got a very smart head coach in Chris Finch. Towns is excellent, right? It's nice to see Anthony Edwards really starting to work out for them. Like the dude took over the game at one point and was excellent for them in the fourth. You know, if he keeps growing, it gives you a little bit more optimism about what their future could be, but like they also need to add something and do something else. I don't really know what that is or what that would be though. You know what it is? I compare it to, okay, I'll compare it to like Las Vegas, which if you've ever walked down the Las Vegas strip and you see like, oh, I'm going to Caesars. I see Caesars right there. I know I can get there. I see it. But then you walk it and then you're like, wow, this is a longer walk than I expected. Nothing in Vegas is as short a walk as you think. So like that's where Minnesota is. They, I can see the end. Like I know we need to get there. I can see it. 
but it's a little bit of a longer walk than you expect. All right, that's my the last. I have, I have one or two stories about those long walks that I don't know what the <laughs> hell on here, and I'll I'll just say this: those, those long walks you can make some bad choices on. Uh, that's oh. right. So hopefully Minnesota doesn't do that. Uh oh yeah, and that I think that maybe makes that analogy more appropriate. So yeah. With that, on that note, boy, I feel like we should record a Locked on NBA after dark after that one. Uh, all right, let's, let's wrap that up. Let's get ourselves out of trouble here and just say thank you for listening to Locked on NBA. As usual on Wednesdays, I'm one of your co-hosts, John Corrales, at John underscore Corrales on Twitter, and I host Locked on Celtics podcast. And I'm Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and the host of the Locked on Pelicans podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Subscribe to the show on YouTube, please, please, please. Thanks for watching and listening. See you next time on the Lockdown NBA podcast.